Welcome back to another episode of Brews Bros Football. We'd like to take a moment to thank our distributor and our recording platform, Anchor. Anchor makes it real easy for you to record and distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you would like it. Now let's crack one open and get right into some football. is taking a gamble on you in some regards just because of your lack of head coaching or even coordinator experience? No. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. If you ask me, I think it's a pretty good bet. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. All right, man, we're live. <laughs> let's go. Um, all right, let's get right into uh, the newest college football playoff rankings. So not that we were on like the best schedule before when it comes to recording, but we're going to be a little different now because uh, we're going to have to wait till the college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday night. So we're coming at you on a Wednesday night this week and probably every week following. Let's get right into this uh, top 10. So new top 10. Uh, you got the dogs after beating Tennessee at number one. You got Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Tennessee falls to five after their loss. Oregon uh, up two spots. Uh, LSU moves up three after beating Bama. Southern Cal is still in the top ten for whatever reason, just, I guess, hope. Alabama falls to nine, and uh, Clemson is at ten after they lost to Notre Dame. Seems you, you had a kind of – thought that Clemson should have fallen further you know what's your opinion on this top 10 I mean if, I think if you're looking at them just with the eye test Clemson wouldn't surprise me if they were at 15 or even lower really with just how bad we looked against Notre Dame and how we haven't looked that good really all year long yeah uh, but then if you look at the resume I mean you can make an argument they should be even higher yeah that's very true um <clears throat> especially with what Clemson beat now ranked Florida State in Tallahassee Mm-hmm. And LSU lost to him at home. LSU's that, that loss just looks crazier and doesn't crazier. It really, like Florida. That seems like it was a a year and a half ago that yeah, it happened. And LSU's three slots higher than Clemson. Yeah, um, I think I think next week or in a in a couple weeks, Louisville is going to be ranked in the top twenty five. They're really turning. I think they've won five of their last six games, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, they're really turning up, and Clemson plays Louisville next weekend or this weekend. Yeah. And I think too, Notre Dame's going to creep their way in. Yeah, they're they're so they're number twenty right now. Notre Dame was not ranked, oh, okay. and they are number twenty. Yeah, so they are twenty. So you got Notre Dame, <clears throat> Florida State, right now. We're going to end up playing North Carolina. Oh, and NC State's still up there. Yeah, and Syracuse just fell out too. So yeah, so I mean, Clemson already has, well, I guess, Notre Dame a ranked loss, and then two ranked wins, mm-hmm. and then if Louisville sneaks in, that'll be the third. Yeah. Yeah, Wake Forest just fell out of there, too. You beat those guys. So, yeah, but either way, my point is, like, I, if I was doing the rankings, they'd probably be at they'd probably be at 15 behind North Carolina and front of NC State. But if you're looking at their record, then you could argue they should be even higher than 10. So yeah. it's I mean, kind of just a weird scenario. I mean, let's, let's just – just because you said 15, do you think Clemson would beat UCLA head-to-head? No. Okay. What about Ole Miss? No. Utah? No. Penn State? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair I enough. I think North Carolina, that's the last one that would beat us head-to-head. And I think we'd okay. still take care of business with NC State and on down. I think, shoot, Texas would probably even be. I was about to say, I think Texas is the only other team on here that I can make an argument for probably having a chance against you guys. <clears throat> they're just playing good football. I don't think they're better than Clemson, but I think they're playing good ball and they could make it happen potentially. Um, I see Kentucky crept back up in there at 24. It's kind of, I don't know. I think they're. Pretty overrated. SEC. <laughs> SEC by some. I mean, they got to have as many SEC teams in there as they can fit, you know? <sighs> yeah. They, they, send, they tend to do that, man. I better not agree with you too harsh <laughs> on that because I'll get, like, hate mail. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think the top four is pretty solid. I think – I don't know. I think, you know, we'll get into the game. But I think Tennessee falling only four spots. I don't know, man. That score, that game – doesn't really show how one sided it was. I mean, they kind of they got smoked in Athens, man. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, I don't. You know, I just think that 
go back to 2017 when Bama didn't win the West and still went to the playoff. Like, I feel like it's going to happen, and I just don't like that. I mean, I wouldn't even agree. I would I would want that for my own team, but I wouldn't necessarily agree with it if it was Georgia in that position. So it's just, just yeah. Me. I mean, they did get just completely railed in Athens. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I probably would have put them at six and put Oregon in front of them. Yeah, honestly. I think Oregon is just oh my god. We'll get to them too, but they're just knocking everybody out. I mean, they're just beating the hell out of every team they play. It seems like so they're a lot of fun to watch. Let's get into the games from last week. So. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit this week and just kind of kind of blow through some of the uh, I guess clutter games. Uh, you know, a lot of important games, especially for college football playoff uh, implications. But first game I have on here is Ohio State over Northwestern, twenty-one to seven. Don't pay attention to this score. The wind was crazy in this game. I, I saw a uh, video my brother showed me before the game even started of uh, Ohio. I think it was Ohio State's kicker kicking a field goal. It was like a thirty-yard field goal. And he, it was like a straight shot, and it just like was going straight at the goalpost to go through, and it just blew back to him. Like, wow. I mean, I think it was like twenty-five to thirty mile an hour winds. So I wouldn't really take too much from the score. That I game. understand that, but with how good everybody says Ohio State is, they should have been able to line up and just run the ball. Yeah, and I think they did. I mean, we forget but... this Northwestern team has not won a game in America this year. Yeah, I know, dude. I said they're undefeated <laughs> in London, baby. Let me, let me see. Uh... They've won one game overseas. Yeah. Um, Ohio State should have been able to line up and score 28 points in the first half just running the ball. It does seem that way, yeah. But, the, you know, I mean, I guess at the beginning you're probably – I mean, look at C.J. Stroud, 10 for 26 for 76 yards, dude. I mean, that's – when that's going on, there's a weather condition or something because he's a really good football player. I mean, absolutely. But, I mean, I think it exposes them to how one-dimensional they yeah. are. But see what they did too, though. C.J. Stroud also had 79 yards on the ground, and their running back had 111 yards. So they did run the ball. They were, they were um, tied at halftime. It was seven to seven. Northwest. Very true. Why am I defending Ohio State? I don't. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> but again, I. I don't know, man. I. I don't. I, I'm not taking too much from that game because I think that it wasn't until the second half when they, you know, defense stepped up and they still only scored 14 points in the second half. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're everything you're saying. I'm is not true. taking a lot from it, but I think there's something to take from it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know. Northwestern seems to always play kind of well in those big games. I mean, look at the first game of the season. I think what, I just really had Wisconsin? no idea that you were an Ohio State apologist. I didn't either until just now. <laughs> I just realized I'm an Ohio State fan. I, I didn't. I didn't realize I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the whole nation every year really wants you to be every single year, no matter who they, no matter who they play. It's like they really want you to think Ohio State's the best team in the country, and they really haven't been so since 2014, and they won it all. TCU takes care of Texas Tech. Again, though, they come back to win this game. I don't remember what the exact score was, but a comeback win for TCU. That's their fourth comeback of the season. Kansas whoops Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, without Spencer Sanders, is not a very good football team. They can't score any points. Um, so they just wipe the floor with them. Pitt over Syracuse, 19-9. I watched none of this game, so I'm really glad it's one of the games you wanted to at least chime in on. Okay. Uh, it's crazy. I, sh- I should have mentioned this when we were talking about the poll. Um, it's crazy. TCU moves up to fourth place, and their first week you know, in the playoff, they're a seven-point dog at Texas. <laughs> I know. I know. I think I had that for uh, games to pick, right? Didn't I? Oh, yeah. We're picking that one. That's so, crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then touching on the Syracuse-Pittsburgh game, um, I think, you know, Pittsburgh, is, it was really the perfect storm for Syracuse when Clemson in the second half figured out, hey, if we run the ball on these guys or hurt up front, they played this 3-3-5, we can, we can run the ball at will. Uh, Notre Dame saw that, which thinking Notre Dame was going to do that anyway. But mm-hmm. so Notre Dame ran all over them, did the same exact thing. I think Pittsburgh pretty much just stood in and that's their big thing is, you know, the, the eye formation and just run the ball. So, I mean, they just went into the game with that game plan. It's just not surprising that Syracuse lost again. No, it's not. Is uh, is their quarterback healthy? I don't. I was just wondering that with them only scoring nine points. I'm not sure if he played or not. Yeah, is that was it? Him Schrader? Yeah, Schrader. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look that up. Yeah, so their quarterback Schrader didn't play. Okay. So it makes more sense. Schrader didn't play. They only scored nine points. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was bound even with Schrader, and I don't know if they got the, they got to win anyway. Yeah, Pitt's a weird team, you know. They seem to compete when they shouldn't. Sometimes they'll compete if you can't stop the run. Then I mean, yeah, they'll give it to you. Yeah. 
Dude, who's our quarterback now? Do we even know the guy? I don't know. I don't know who he is. It was, uh, wasn't it the guy from USC? Oh, my God. I know who you're talking name. about. Does no, that's, is it? I'm pretty sure. I was, I'm so well prepared for this episode, and we, like, keep asking questions that, like, make us, like, have to look yeah. stuff up. <laughs> yeah, Keenan Slovis. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Keenan Slovis. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's a, God, him, him and, uh, isn't Jackson Dart from USC, too? The guy at Ole Miss? Oh, uh, I don't know. Isn't he? I might be wrong about that. Let me look that up. But yeah, and then we go to uh, Texas beating Kansas State, 34-27. Pretty good football game. And then NC State over Wake Forest, 30-21. to What did you say? What happened to Wake Forest? I don't know. I was really excited for that game, and I didn't even get to watch it. I, it might have been the same time as the Georgia game, maybe. There were so many games to watch this past Saturday. I mean, NC State without Larry, they weren't even that good with him. Yeah. And now they don't have their star quarterback, and they still roll Wake Forest, too. You could say that, you know, they, they weren't really that good this year, that it was a fake, it was their schedule or whatever. But, I mean, they, they won, like, 10, 11 games last year. Yeah, so, I mean, they were really good last year, and they carried it into this year, and they've just completely come unraveled the last few weeks. Yeah, and they're they're actually favorites this weekend um, against North Carolina. Which is just wild. It's crazy. North Carolina is probably the best team in the ACC. Yeah, we're picking that one. To, <laughs> might have given it away right there. I don't know. I mean, what does what Vegas do? Yeah, that's another one of those where it's like, what are, we not, what are we not understanding right here? All right, let's get into the the really good stuff, and we'll start with uh, this game down in Baton Rouge. So, LSU beats Bama 32-31. to Now, I watched this game. Um, it's funny. I, I watched this game when it was happening, um, and then I re-watched most of it, and this was just everything you love about college football. Just a back-and-forth, a rivalry, a, uh, you know, a, a coaching matchup that's just – awesome to watch. I mean, you got asshole Brian Kelly on this side and you got asshole Nick Saban on this side. It was a blast. And Bryce Young throws a pick really early in this game and the you could just feel the momentum shift. And we're going to talk about an early momentum shift again, another game we're going to talk about, but the game was very defensive for really the whole first half into the third quarter. And then this late fight back and forth took it to overtime Bama scores first in OT, and then LSU gets the ball, scores first play in overtime. Uh, quarterback runs 25-yarder into the end zone. And uh, go for two, little little Hunter Renfro national championship to play. Say a little rub route. Yeah. Uh, and uh, toss to the tight end Mason Taylor, which seems like he's going to be a stud. I think he's a true freshman. Goes for two, Brian Kelly, the aggressive decision, and it pays off, and LSU takes down Bama. How about the balls on Brian Kelly doing that? Oh, man. I fucking love it. I know. Me too. I love the decision. I think that, you know, he talked about it uh, in his presser and his uh, postgame interview, and, you know, he kind of was just like, look, I I think it was time to win the game. Like, it's kind (laughs) of what he said. Like, I, I, I may not be word for word there, but he was like, the guys fought so hard, and they really did. I mean, this LSU team is so – they were sneaky good, and now I think they're just really good. And, you know, all of a sudden us Georgia fans too were like, you know, I wouldn't say we're more worried about LSU than we would have been for Bama, but we kind of think we're going to play one team the whole season, and we're probably playing LSU in Atlanta. So That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Um, I don't know what it is, but, I mean, I really didn't like Brian Kelly. Yeah, him going to LSU. I don't know if it was like the fake Southern draw <laughs> or like, the two going for it for two and beating Bama definitely helps. But I just freaking like him right now. Yeah, so it's funny. I talked about that way earlier in the year when uh, he got hired. Like he's he's kind of a guy where I didn't like him for a while, and then I like kind of just realized one day I was like, why don't I like him? And all of a sudden, I find myself liking him. So, yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's you know, again, he's an asshole, like like a lot of coaches are. But ah, God, he we said it a few times on this pod, even when we picked him and he didn't come through. He's he's a really good football coach. I mean, you don't just get hired at LSU. I mean, that just doesn't you know they haven't really made a bad hire in a while. Oh, so, yeah. um, I mean, Edo is questionable, but you can't really say it too much because he has a ring. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow did a lot of the heavy lifting say, for him, yeah. but you know he he has a ring, man. But yeah, I mean this this was an incredible game, and just one thing I want to touch on is just how good Bryce Young is, man. Like they can. Bama can finish 10-2 and two all they want. They cannot win the West all they want. 
not go to the playoff. But Bryce Young, to me, is still probably the best player in the country. He's just – the plays this guy makes are incredible. I, do I think he's going to win another Heisman? No. But I just – he's so much fun to watch. The way he escapes the pocket and just, just creates plays – is is unlike really what anybody else is doing, other than Bo Nix. I mean, Bo Nix is the only other guy that comes to mind that really extends plays so well and uh, gets the ball where he wants to throw it. So, all right, let's go on to this game in Athens. Now, did you have anything else on the LSU Bama game? I feel no, like we, no, pretty no. good. Awesome game. Um, let's get to Athens where Georgia, again, the score just blows my mind that it's only a two-touchdown game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say on the podcast what I'm laughing at, but I'm going to leave in the laughing. There's no way. That's not you. There's no way. <laughs> um, so Tennessee just really gets blasted by Georgia <laughs> in Athens. Um, the way this game started, I mean, you know, me and Chaz were there, and the way this game started, you know, you're thinking, oh, God, like Tennessee might lay and and I And, you know, look. It's it's minor little things, but Stett almost throws a pick on like the third play of the game, like right into a guy's hands, drops the pick, and then I believe it was Dejan Edwards that fumbles a ball. Um, I don't know five or six plays later, while Georgia's really running on the field, moving the ball really well, uh, Tennessee just gets a field goal out of it, and then that's when Georgia just does what they've been doing. Um, Stetson gets a rushing touchdown, makes it seven to three. You got a really bullshit no call on a safety um, after an incredible punt by Brett Thorson. And did you see this play? Yeah, I think there was just so much going on, and there were so many points. But they they were viewed it for fifteen minutes. There there was three points where they had that they had to review and make decisions on, and then on that point, you're just making decisions on decisions on decisions, and it's like just go with the call. Well, the guy that initially recovered this fumble, his knee was down, and he had the first question in the end zone: Was it a fumble? So, I don't think that ever really got answered. No, and I was saying I open I was saying it to everybody that sits around us in Athens, man. I was like I was like, guys, I don't think it's out of the question that that's an incomplete pass. It's absolutely. I mean, his his hand was going forward. Yes, the it ball was. going with his hand. It's just a matter of yeah. did it go did the ball actually go forward yeah. out of his hand? We hadn't talked about that, so that's cool that you bring that up. Like that you agree with what I was that's, saying the whole time. So there was that, and then the guy obviously that recovered it was down in the end zone. Yeah, but I think it was just they didn't want to make a decision based on them making a previous decision in the play. Yeah, the, well, the, the safest thing to do is just say, "Hey, we're going to go with Colin Field." Yeah, well, what I said in the stands, I was like, the only thing they could say right here that wouldn't make any sense is to call on the field stands. I was like, if they say it's incomplete, if they if they say it's a safety, it was a pure cop out of hey, we don't want to make a decision. Oh my god, it was such a joke, man! Like I, I just couldn't believe. Again, if they even as a Georgia fan, if they came back and said it's an incomplete pass, fine, punt us the ball. I get, I could see that being the call. And from all the angles they showed on the TV, it wasn't exactly clear whether it was a fumble or a pass. So, so I mean, it, I think it was a. I, so his his hand was going forward, the ball was going forward. That part of it, yes. Yeah, but it wasn't extremely clear if the ball went forward from where the quarterback was, but it kind of looked like it wasn't. So I mean, I would have leaned that it was a fumble, but at that point, it's like I don't, I don't know. I understand why they didn't want to make any decision. Yeah, I mean, it you know, it is what it is because they punt the ball to us, and on the very first play of the next drive, oh, yeah. we yeah, throw a touchdown. To absolutely lab. does not matter. <laughs> and then uh, you know, hold them on defense again uh, early in the second quarter. Uh, touchdown to Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint, twenty-one to three. I believe at halftime it was 20 – I think that might have been the halftime score, 21-3. to 3. I can't remember if they scored their uh, – kicked their field goal. Which before. I texted no. you before the game because I picked Tennessee, as you all know. But I texted you before the game and I was like, man, I've got this feeling that it's going to be like 14 to nothing at the end of the first <laughs> And quarter. it was 14-3. to 3. And you were just like, no, you're <laughs> stupid, bro. Something like that. But yeah, 14-3 to 3 at the end of the first quarter. And this, it really just never was a game, man. Yeah. It was just dominant. Yeah, it it was yeah, and I and, and I we kicked a field goal at the end of the first half, so it was at least twenty four to three. So I think it was twenty four to six. For um, all the hype going into the game, I was so excited. I was you know I had it all in my head. This is gonna be another Tennessee Alabama game. Like it's gonna be so much fun to watch. And then on top of that, we get to beat up on Notre Dame right afterwards. So it was a uh, it was tough day it, for it old Coker. It was rough, man. <laughs> yeah, I I you know I I was thinking about that too, like. 
you know, as a Georgia fan, I wanted to whip them and we did. But I was like on the outside, like people that aren't Georgia fans, I'm like, people are probably so disappointed that this isn't an incredible football game. Oh, so bad. Uh, but uh, Georgia had pressure on Hooker all day. And uh, the Georgia defense was just insane. I mean, I think that, I think that, you know, a message to really any Georgia fan right now is that Mark Richt is not our coach anymore. We're in a new era. I mean, we've been in a new era for six years. You know, those those days in Athens where you, you know, you, you go to the game and you're like, oh, dude, this is going to suck. I think they're they're over. I mean, for now, you know, I don't know how long this era is going to last. You know, there's really no way to tell. Are we going to win six titles like Saban has at Bama? I don't know. But I think that, you know, even, even me, I mean, look, I, I was – I, I, didn't, I didn't think we would win. I thought we were going to lose. I mean, I truly did not think we were built to beat this Tennessee team. And, you know, you have a Tennessee team that all year, the numbers they've been putting up. I mean, let's let's just let's just pull up just the points scored by this Tennessee football team. So you've got week one, 59, week two, 34, week three, 63, week four, 38, week five, 40, week 6, 52, week 7, 65, week 8, 44, and then play Georgia, and they scored 13 points. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, I won't get into all the stats. I mean, you know, I think Hooker was under 200 yards passing, which is insane with the numbers he's been putting up. But, I mean, he couldn't do anything. Yeah. He, he I, was, mean, I really, would say, too, after the first few drives, he was clearly shook. Yeah, and, and one thing I wanted to get at, um, just a couple buddies – brought up you know some overthrows he had in that game and and look yeah. those overthrows could have changed that football game but people need to understand that those weren't just hooker throwing overthrowing those guys that was Jalen Carter in his face that was yes. Javon Bullard in his face that was you know whoever else was blitzing in that game in his face um and in his head yeah exactly and you know I don't think these aren't just overthrows this is pressure on a quarterback and pressure that's why, look, sacks are how, great. I was going to say, how many sacks did y'all have? Six. Six. Yeah, like That's five. Like four and on one drive, right? Oh, yeah, three and one drive, I think yeah, is what it was. Gracious. Oh, it was insane. And and sacks are huge, but quarterback pressure is arguably just as important. Yeah. I mean, you know, people look at our sack numbers this year, and they're not great. We had like five on the year going into Saturday. Like it was something pretty pathetic, especially at Georgia standards, you know. And, you know, same at Clemson. I mean, you guys – typically should get to the quarterback. And, I mean, just unbelievable defensive play. Um, and the last thing I wanted to shout out is, and I'm not shouting out myself when I say this because I'm, you know, that would, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. But the fans in this game were – I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they would have lost without you and Chaz. <laughs> if me and Chaz weren't there, we would have totally lost. Yeah. <laughs> but um, easily, I mean, I looked at Chaz as – the clock was ticking down, and I was like, this is the greatest experience in the stadium I've ever had. That's so cool. And, I mean, that's uh, – I mean, I went to my first game when I was six months old, and I'm almost 27 now. <laughs> that's a long time oh, That's wild to say that it was – I mean, it was just electric. There was a uh, um, thing on Twitter that said it set the record for the loudest stadium of all time. Right after what the Tennessee guy was like, it's not that loud between the heads. Oh, I know. <laughs> he, he took it back. He took it back. I think I sent you that too. He was like something like – Sorry, or something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, well, there was that tweet I sent you too, where uh, oh my god, I got to pull this up. Um, While you're doing that, I think one thing that I was hoping Clemson was doing because you know they remember November, right? I was hoping Clemson was keeping their offensive game plan kind of in wraps and just getting through the schedule, and we'll come out in November and let it loose against a big team like Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't do that, but Georgia did. And it really showed without those turnovers. So, I mean, y'all running a limited option for the first half of the season or a limited offense for the first half of the season mm-hmm. and having turnovers really explains why those games looked the way they did. And then coming into the Tennessee game, remember November, y'all show out, open up the offense. And yep. It's just, is there any doubt in your mind that Georgia's not going to repeat? <laughs> so, my, my dad asked me that on, uh, I think it was Monday. And, the only reason I'm not ready to say repeat is is because it just never happens. Like, just statistically, the chances of repeating a national championship are just really low. I mean... Well, when was the last time it happened? 11-12, Alabama. 
So it's about time. Yeah, it's, it's 10 years later. It's, it would literally be 10 and 11 years after. It would be like 10 years. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not going to sit here and pre- – I mean, I think Georgia's the best team in the country. I just think when you look at the top four to the top ten, if Georgia plays like that, I don't know who's going to beat them. Yeah. That's, and that, and that's, that's funny. That's exactly what I replied to my dad. I said, I'm not ready to say – that we're going to win that national championship, but I also have no clue who's going to beat it's us. Like Tennessee and Oregon are probably the two teams I would pick, and y'all steam steam raised both of so, them. So so listen to this. I was going to bring this up. I'm glad you said that. So if Michigan beats Ohio State and TCU loses, let's say this week to Texas, let's say the so if the playoff ends up being Georgia, Tennessee, Oregon, and Michigan, the last game that Oregon, Tennessee, and Michigan lost was was to Georgia. We beat Michigan in the playoff last year. We beat Tennessee <laughs> this past Saturday. We beat Oregon. And and the combined score is like 115 to like 23 or something. Jeez and rise. <laughs> Man, I think I think Michigan's good. I think they're gonna beat Ohio State. Like I said earlier, I mean, if you if you can't if you can't run on Northwestern, yeah. then like what are you doing? How are you how are you just gonna how are you a top four team? Yeah. Um, or at least what they're made out to be. And I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. I don't think Michigan – I think they're good, but I don't think they're that good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really don't see anybody that's going to challenge Georgia to the level that, that they need to be challenged in order I, to lose. I don't either, and I think uh, – you know, take this kind of with a grain of salt, but I think that Georgia has a better chance to lose before the season ends than we do in the postseason. And I, and I, I only because of just like – you know, like, I, look, I don't think we're going to lose this weekend, but, you know, you go to Starkville, like, huge emotional win. It's like, then, and, you know, we go to Lexington the week after this week. I mean, and again, I don't think we're going to lose these games. I just feel. And the, I mean, you've got, if you end up with LSU in the championship game, there's just absolutely no way you lose for the playoffs. I, see, I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, I, so, so I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I think Tennessee, if they get another shot at us, probably has the best chance, but, um, We'll see what happens, man. Um, I want to close it. I'll close the Georgia segment with this tweet right here. So this guy, I don't know who the guy is, some some Tennessee fan. He tweeted, looks like maybe Thursday of last week. said, these Georgia fans seriously think they'll keep us under 30 LMAO. We're finding a mismatch and abusing it all day. I have zero doubt. <laughs> right after the game, he just replied to his own tweet and just said, fuck. <laughs> It's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. So, um, not much negative to say about what Georgia's doing right now. What they did uh, Saturday, or, um, yeah, I mean, they they look like they did last year, and that's just crazy to think. All right, let's move on to our last game, huge game in South Bend for Cle- the Clemson Tigers. I've been thinking all day about how, you know. I can't – Clemson didn't – I wouldn't say Clemson got their ass whooped. What I would say is that Notre Dame took advantage of so much that Clemson gave them. Uh, I mean, you've got a blocked punt. You've got – which was a blown cover, blown block. Yeah. Like, I, what, I don't know what 33 was doing Aurora. on that. I mean, did he just not want to play? Like, I don't <laughs> – I have no idea. He completely whiffed on that. I mean, you've got a pick thrown within your own 20 – You've got a 96-yard pick six. I mean, you take away those three touchdowns, and it's the game is 14 to 14 if you just if you just look at the score. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just I don't I don't I don't know what the answer is for what we saw. Is it is it the quarterback play? Is it the is it the atmosphere, the momentum swing of that block punt? Did that carry Notre Dame through this game? But Notre Dame wins 35 to 14. And um Dude, you just I just read me your book you've got right there on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a mixture of all the things you mentioned. To start, the offensive game plan just wasn't good. So I get it was 20, 25-mile-an-hour wins but when the game started. Mm-hmm. So the game plan was to run the ball, and we're going to throw a bunch in the flats. If you were watching, DJ, I don't, even, I don't think it was DJ's fault, but he couldn't hit a guy in stride in the flats because the wind was either blowing it forward or backwards. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of them were way behind the guy. you got to turn around and grab the ball, and by the time you're turning to get upfield, he's getting tackled. Mm-hmm. Um, Streeter made adjustments to that way too late. 
Uh, it reminded me of Weslachek in the Wake Forest game where, he, I don't know, for some reason they didn't drop two safeties until like the second half of the fourth quarter. It's just kind of like what took you so long to get there. But, I mean, they're so young, I, I get it. Um, their first-year call and play. Weslachek's first-year call and play is period. Uh, Streeter's first year of, I mean, I think he only called plays for a few years outside of Clemson, but first mm-hmm. year at Clemson call and plays. But Davo should have known. This, yeah. That's when Davo needs to step in and say, hey, Brandon, it's not working. We need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a little disappointing. Uh, DJ is 100% back in his head. Mm-hmm. Total head case. I doubt he's going to look good for the rest of the season. Um, at this point, Cade needs to come in. Uh, Cade should have come in and stayed in after halftime or even before that. Yeah, it just there was nothing positive the entire first half. I have no idea why you don't put Kate in, especially when the game plan is to run the ball and short passes. Why wouldn't you put the guy in with that's quick? Yeah, at quarterback. I think that I know you have a lot more to say. I think that that DJ. I think they're missing an opportunity to have him be a running quarterback. Um, I said it a few weeks ago. I really like DJ. When he gets an open field and he's able to be kind of shifty, I know he's got those kind of heavy feet, but I think I mean I think if you had a an offense similar to, I mean even like Auburn twenty thirteen when they had Nick Marshall on that team and it was really he's gonna run or throw or hand it off and I know that's but like I know that's every play of every football team <laughs> but it was more of like he's probably gonna run. Oh God, is he gonna throw it? Mentality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, I think I think he's a really good runner. And I, I don't know, man. I think that he's a with, good north south runner. I mean, he'll he falls forward for three or five yards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he'd be really good in a pro style offense where run the ball first, you've got play action, yeah. you've got bootlegs, and he can run off of a bootleg. But I don't think in a in a shotgun spread offense. The read he can't run a read option. I don't know if he can't read the end fast enough, or he's just yeah. not slow physically. It's yeah. just not a good. I think DJ could be a good quarterback in the right scheme, but he's just not in it. And that's <laughs> another thing that kind of disappoints me with the coaching staff is they're very much so. This this happened after Chad Morris left, so he left in two thousand fourteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott took over the offense, and they didn't really take it over. Dabo took it over. And this this became Dabo slash Clemson's offense. And we've been running the same thing, various forms of the same thing since then. And it's been fine. It's worked. We've had talent on the outside. We've had, I mean, with, we, we complained for years, really, with Trevor just throwing the 50-50 balls, which given when you got T outside, it's an 80-20 ball. It's not a 50-50 ball. But at the same time, there was no creativity in the offense. You knew exactly what they were going to do. And we all really... Mm-hmm. predicted this happening to where once you don't have that elite, those elite guys on the outside, once you don't have that elite quarterback that can make plays, it's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we've been the past two years. Yeah. But again, I, it, I, I do think a DJ and an offense catered to DJ could, would, would work. And it disappoints me that Dabo Streeter didn't cater Clemson's offense to DJ. They ran out there with Clemson's classic offense. Yeah. And I think, you you said a lot of that to me um, yesterday or yesterday Monday we talked briefly on the phone but I think that what 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 has me pointing at quarterback being the issue is that and you know other than the obvious signs is that I think your guys on the outside are really good and I think your tight ends are really good I think that the weapons are there I mean. I would take Brinningstool in a heartbeat. I would take Davis Allen. I would take especially Antonio Williams. I told you, you guys got to you guys got to draw stuff up for that kid. So I mean, one of my notes is the wide receivers suck. Other than you got Davis Allen, Brinningstool tied in, and Antonio Antonio Williams is yeah. really good. And they just haven't gotten open this year. They have yeah. they didn't get open last year. They haven't gotten open this year. They don't like to run block. When they do, you saw Bo Collins. Well, Brinningstool's a good blocker, first. but he's just not. I, I, I think he's been a good blocker, right? I mean, I'm talking I'm about on the him. outside. Okay, wide gotcha, receivers. gotcha. So, I mean, w- when you do ask the wide receiver to block on the outside, look at Bo Collins got two holding penalties in the first drive. I mean, that's how that, pretty much how that punt got blocked was him backing us up in the end zone. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I, I don't know. These, these guys came in with a bunch of stars. Like, the talent should be there. I, I think what they're lacking is speed. There's nobody that can take the top off the defense. It seems like none of them can really separate. Except Antonio Williams. Except Antonio Williams, which I, I think he's still like a 4-5 or five guy, but he's quick. Yeah. Um, but uh, none of them can really separate. I don't know how much of it is talent versus route tree, scheme. Mm-hmm. That I'm not sure of. How good do you think Ngata is? Like, do you think he's – what do you think of him? I don't think he's that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like he's got it, but he just won't. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing, but kind of similar to Bo Collins this year where it's just like they, they can't seem to put it together. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's got all the tools, and he'll have a great game or have he'll have a great couple catches in a game, but it, he just can't stay consistent. Didn't he have the game winner against Wake Forest? Am I right about that? Um, or was that Davis Allen? I think that was Davis Allen. I think so, too. But, I mean... It was probably a burning store, both wrong. Yeah, watching and got it, it just seems like he doesn't have a lot of dog in him. There's one interception, I think it was in the Syracuse game, mm-hmm. where the safety or cornerback undercut and got it, and he just, like, let it happen. He didn't even go for the ball. It's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to be able to get it, so I'm just yeah. not going to go. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed to me, when I was in Charlotte for the game against Georgia last year, he, I mean, just watching you know, live, and got to seem like a really good receiver last year. But this year, I don't know, he's kind of like, he's kind of real uh, real blocky and, and kind of slow. And yeah, I, I, that's why I asked you, you know, what, what you think of him, because I think he's way, I shouldn't say worse, I don't think he's nearly as good as I thought he was coming into this season. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, I think, you need to not build your offense around Antonio Williams, but you you've got to draw stuff up for that kid. I I, I made the comparison to Michael Hardman at Georgia, what we did with that. I mean, you know, he's and look at him. I mean, we he's really good in the NFL now too. So um, there was one play where Specter, the other SWAT receiver behind Antonio, was like going in motion and they threw out to him in the flat. And I just looked at my wife and I was like, "Why is that not Antonio? Yeah, like why are they throwing to a slow white boy right now?" <laughs> That's a very good point. It's a really good point, man. Yeah, I mean, we've said it since like, I think like week one, we were talking to Antonio Williams and how good he was. Yeah, you know, and I just I underused him. He's the opinion. only wide receiver, the only good wide receiver on the team, and everybody's excited about Randall coming back, who's coming off like a, I guess ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played limited snaps, and again, though, he's a big body catch point. He's not a separation guy. I think that's what we're really lacking is. A separation guy on the outside. Yeah. One thing I noticed in the second half, um, and, and I don't know if I said this, but this is a game, I haven't done it since like the A&M Alabama game, where I I watched the entire game replay, and I noticed that the second half, man, I've never, I haven't seen Clemson's defense that gassed in a long time. I mean, it just seemed like they just couldn't do it anymore like they just seem I don't know if it was gassed to me it was more effort you think so like at you think least, that they were just in the beginning of the second half okay. by, by the fourth quarter I'm sure they were gassed, like a deflation but... type like they were just I, deflated I think so yeah. yeah and we really I'm gonna get to that um but our defense especially the front seven has just been very underwhelming the entire year they came in it's supposed to be NFL talent just here there everywhere and well, well no, that's the thing though it is like, all those guys are going to play in the pros. I mean, they're going to, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, just the size and the speed. I mean, it's there. They're just not playing like it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what – you I might have explain you, why. You probably were about to say that maybe, but, th- I mean, that's, you know, th- that's what blows my mind. Like, you've got – you've got – I mean, dude, you have eight NFL starters on your defense, seven NFL starters on your defense. Yeah. I mean, just Bracey and – Xavier and, and Tyler Davis, just to name three, probably the three best, I would imagine. I mean, those dudes, uh, that's crazy that, that, that they're not playing as well. I mean, they play, I feel like de- the defense was better last year. That's crazy. Am I oh, wrong about that? Absolutely. Was yeah. But, but I mean, you you had uh, Brent Venables call on it last year. That's true, man. I mean, you got to remember, you got a first time defensive coordinator first time that's very true play caller at defensive coordinator what's your faith like in 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 is it good one or good men good one good one yeah what's your faith like in him you think i i mean i don't know it's hard to tell because we have so much talent on defense i want to be like yeah i mean we played pretty good this year which i think we have but yeah 
with that much talent, I feel like I can exactly. hop in there and look pretty damn good. Exactly. So, so I'm really not sure at this point. I, he, in my mind, he definitely gets another year before you start actually yeah. judging him. Yeah. But um, just to go back, I want to touch on something you said earlier about our defense, moving over to that side. I really only blame him, like you said, for 14 points. We had the block kick for a touchdown mm-hmm. to pick six, another interception inside the 20 or 25. Uh, but – Again, just Notre Dame completely dominated our front seven. It's just embarrassing. It was it was embarrassing to watch, and that's what it almost just seemed like they knew it. And Dabo called a timeout right towards the end of the game, and I don't think it was to stop the clock. I think it was to say, hey, do y'all see how y'all are playing? Is this really how y'all want to go out? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think embarrassing is a great way to put it, man. I. Like Klubnik's pick, and I know you know his arm got hit. It wasn't it wasn't as bad of a pick as I thought it was. I'm supposed to have to watch, rewatch the game, but DJ's picks were horrible, like terrible. Yeah, but um, you know you can't throw a pick and give Notre Dame and South Bend the ball on like the 19 yard line and just be like, all right, defense, just go stop them. Yeah. You know, like it, look, I mean, you can, and at Clemson, you really should be able to when it boils when when you at all of what has happened in the last eight years up. But I just, it's hard. It's a tall task and they didn't come through for it, man. And I want to touch, I don't, I, do you have more to say about the game before I get into? No, really just the future. Yeah. So that's what I want to get at is Clemson still has a path to the playoff and look, it's far fetched. I know we have a few Clemson fans that listen to this I'm not trying to get anybody's hopes up. That's not what I'm going for here. But I think realistically, you've got really nine teams in the above you right now at that 10 spot that have so many games left that they can lose. Um, I mean, you've got, you know, I don't, I, Georgia could lose, sure. I don't think they're going to. But you've got Ohio State, Michigan, two and three. They play each other. One of them's going to lose. What happens when one of them loses and then the team that wins that game loses in the Big Ten Championship? I mean, that's like knocking out both of them, maybe. Who are they going to lose to, though? Who would they play I mean, in the? Happen, who but... would they play in that title game? I guess it would be because Michigan I'm trying to – God, dude, the Big Ten's horrible. Penn, Penn State? State? They're all in the same division, aren't they? Aren't they? Let's, let's look this up real quick. So you've got Michigan. They are on the same – they would play Illinois. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I, I think Georgia is going to punch their ticket. Michigan's going to beat Ohio State and get in. Either way, it's either Ohio State or yeah. Michigan. One of those is going to get in. TCU's probably going to lose this weekend. TCU's going to lose. Uh, Tennessee. So I could see Clemson sneaking in if they went out and you've got a conference championship over Tennessee. Over Tennessee. I agree. Um, Oregon. So LSU is going to get beaten by Georgia, which they already have like two losses anyway, don't they? LSU is 7-2, and two, yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to get in if Clemson's a one-loss conference champion. Yeah, if we beat them in Atlanta. USC... <sighs> you, the, my question is, USC-Oregon, is is the Pac-12 going to get in there? So, I, God, dude, I mean, if, what, if happen, go, what happens if USC loses at Notre Dame? Do they go to South Bend for that game? Okay, no, that's at home. I think Notre Dame's gonna win that game. Let me just say that right now. That's that's very possible. So USC loses. What if they beat Oregon? I mean, it's. I mean, the, we could do this all day. I'm just saying we're talking but about there's a path, a path for, Clemson. for Clemson to go. Yeah. I don't think any realistic Clemson fans want that path to happen. <laughs> and so, and and that goes to kind of what I've said all year is, I think Clemson is a team that can make a playoff. I don't think they're a team that's going to win the national championship. Exactly. And I, and I think they proved that Saturday. I mean, I, again, I think that a lot of the – most of those points Notre Dame scored were just handed to them. I mean, I, I, will, I will stand by that, and that is me defending Clemson in a very realistic and, and merited way. But – Yeah, I, I want to look at the big picture for Clemson. We've got problems and offensive coaching staff. I, I'm going to wait – on my opinion, on defensive coaching staff until we get into next year. Yeah. Um, we've got problems at wide receiver. We've got problems at quarterback. We don't have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, I want uh, Some people call would probably call me a pessimist. I think I'm more of a realist. <laughs> I want us to way. ride this line of I want it to burn, but not burn so hot that we lose any recruits. Yeah. 
That's tough, I want there sure. to be some chaos to where Dabo at the end of the year says, "Hey man, I've got to like, I've got to do, I've got to make some changes. Something's got to happen. This isn't yeah. this isn't good going forward." I know what you mean. Um, and I don't I don't know if that's bringing somebody else in from the outside. I, that's what I really want is a fresh scheme, a fresh coordinator to come in and run the offense, and for Dabo to kind of relinquish it and not have his hands so yeah. deep into it. Um, and then on the other hand, I think it's uh, I think it's. It's Cade's time. It's time to look forward, man. It's it's Cade's time to roll with the ones. He needs to get a couple games under his belt, and that might even save Streeter, which I, I don't think Cade's going to be like a saving grace like I hope he is, will be. Mm-hmm. But either I – mean, it's really two good outcomes. You put Cade in, and he doesn't look that good, and you're looking back at Streeter and thinking, hey, should we make changes? Or two – Streeter's not that bad. Why does Streeter not that bad? And apparently, K's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I just think it's time. Like DJ is clearly at this point in my mind not the guy. Yeah. He's uh he wasn't planning on being here next year anyway. Let's move on. Yeah. Give, give K time with the ones in practice. You give have him a couple to. games. You have and just to move forward. It's just time. I mean, you you, you just have to. I mean, especially with DJ being a senior, you just have to. Dabo's so stubborn though that it's just he's not going to do it. I know. I know, I know how that is from Mark Rick's time at Georgia, um, and I'm not by any means like I believe in Dabo, and ultimately I'll you know, even if I don't agree with what he what he does, I, I'm still not going to be calling for his head or anything. Yeah, one thing that message to all Clemson fans is you are a North Carolina fan until Charlotte. Yes. They need to win every single game. Yeah, it's a good point. If you want a chance, I mean, you're you know, I think that. Just one loss by North Carolina would really put a damper on that win when the time comes. And they've got not an easy schedule to end the year. I mean, they get NC State rivalry weekend, you know. So um, we'll see what they do. And, you know, again, I don't – it's a tough – it's a really, you know, interesting path. But uh, a path is better than no path, right? So (laughs) a messy path is better than no path. I'm just – I worry we're going to lose to Louisville, much less UNC. Yeah, that's true. One game at a time, man. <laughs> that's very true. Because Louisville's just the strangest, sneakiest team ever. It's very strange. But, um, all right, I think I had more to say about that game than I thought I did. That was pretty fun. We never had that much ban- – dude, the losses are so much more fun to talk oh, yeah. about. <laughs> They're not fun. They're not fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah. There's more to discuss. Easier to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. that's Yeah, that's very true. But uh, are, are you ready to uh, move on to next level shit? Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you ready to learn some next level shit? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into some next level shit. All right, where's my guys at? Uh, you go ahead with uh, your first dude you got for us. The Fighting Irish. <laughs> oh, you didn't do that to yourself, did you? I did. You? I did it to myself. <laughs> I, just, I can't help it. <laughs> you need a tissue. <laughs> 263 rushing yards against Clemson. That's 5.6 yards in a 10. Just completely dominated on the ground. When's the last... We need to see... Like, when's the last time Clemson gave up that many rushing yards? Are you kidding? Is that a joke or is that a real stat? Maybe, like, Alabama in 2011 or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. I did not know that's how much they got. That's crazy. Yeah. That just doesn't happen to Clemson. Um... I got uh, Bo Nix on here for what feels like the fifth straight week. I mean, I'm going to keep mentioning him until he start, stops playing like a Heisman Trophy contender. Um, which, again, I don't think he's like getting a lot of love for, which makes no sense. But Bo Nix, 20 for 24 for 274 and two touchdowns. Just, I swear to God, if you if you could, you would fuck Bo Nix. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean if I could? Because physically could. I could. I'm just... <laughs> Like, like if the opportunity came, yes. okay, I wouldn't, but that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight male, <laughs> married, kids, the whole shebang. <laughs> You're married, about to have a kid. You would definitely fuck him. That's all I'm saying. I'm leaving it in for people to just guess. So, <laughs> you got who else you got? So I forgot we did too. So I don't have anybody else. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I did kind of spring this one on you today. Um, I got Bijan Robinson, man. Uh, 30 carries, 209 yards rushing alone, and one touchdown. Um, that's the Texas running back. He's got got to be a is he is he a junior? Like, is, can he get drafted? 
Bijan Robinson is a junior. That dude is going to go really high in the draft. He's a really good football player. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh get into some trivia then. If you don't have any more trivia, trouble shit. trivia. We need we need like some sort of theme for trivia. Yeah, I don't really, really know what to do. But um, you go ahead and sh- ask yours first. All right. How many teams over the last four seasons in the SEC haven't had a year with a losing season? And what are those teams? Who are those teams? So, how many? So how many teams in the last four? So this is. 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018. They haven't had a losing season in those that amount of time. Yes. God, is there really only four teams? There's three. Three? So you're telling me nine of the 12 teams, no, nine of the 11 of the 14 teams in the SEC have had a losing season. We had season. 12 teams in the SEC for so long. Yeah, um, so 11 teams have had a losing season in the last four years. What three have not? Oh. Alabama, Georgia, and... And... Oh. Ole Miss. No. Two more guesses. What? Oh, my... Oh, dude. This is really... Do you want, like, a hint? No. Hang on, no. Um. Wow. Oh, my God. It's Mississippi State. No. Oh! When was our losing season? Probably COVID year. They're going to have one this year. Oh, it's Texas A&M? Yes. No. That's the worst answer ever. (laughs) After this year, the last five years, I guess, there's only two teams without a losing record in the SEC. One of those years. Wow. The SEC. (laughs) It's a gauntlet. Dude, that honestly is crazy. Like, there's only three teams that haven't. That's the only teams that haven't. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Why do they? That's pretty wild. How does it mean more? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> how does it just mean more? That <laughs> makes no sense. What? <laughs> even, even the losing means more. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Jesus. All right. I had a, a couple of buddies send me trivia questions. Um, I might just ask both of them, just because. So, which team has the record for the longest winning streak in the history of college football? Uh, is it like a Ivy League? No, it's it's like they're they're a big football team. Like it's is, they, it, is it Bama? No, Georgia? No, I have a good hint. If you need yeah, it, yeah. What's the hint? Um, they aren't playing like it this year. Florida? No, that's a good guess. Florida lost to them in a bowl game two years ago, though. Oh, God. So it's not an SEC team. It's not an SEC team. Uh-uh. Oklahoma. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That there makes go. sense. That makes sense. They won 47 straight games from 53 to 57. That's crazy. That is wild. Notre Dame beat them 7 to nothing to end the streak. In it's not even like one of those. There was this huge war. Like, during World War II, it was dominated. <laughs> Uh, and then what's the other one I got sent to me? No, I didn't get another one sent to me. I thought he sent – he never gave me the answer. <laughs> he said, since 2000, which two schools have had 31 players selected in the first round of the NFL draft? I said, what's the answer? He said, LOL, I don't know. I just Google good college football questions. <laughs> he said, just guessing. I'm going to say Notre Dame and Ohio State. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Someone else play that game, I guess, wherever you're listening to yeah, this. somebody let us know. <laughs> um, all right, I guess we can get into uh, some picks, man. Uh, all right, get my pen ready. So, first we've got Alabama. Going to Oxford, they are 12-point favorites. Who are you taking? I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, I think I think this is a I, – I don't think Ole Miss is in a good spot to win this game, coming off of that emotional loss to LSU. Um, but, again, going on the road two weeks in a row like that, I mean, Oxford is – it's not it's not Baton Rouge, but it's – they – their fans bring it. They're playing um, well. I'm just gonna. I'm just not gonna fade Bama this week. I'm gonna take Alabama minus those twelve points. Um, I think if that spread was a little bigger, I might uh, 
roll the other way, but I, I think they win by two touchdowns. I'll take Ole Miss plus right. twelve. Nice. I think Alabama just their their wide receiver play. Yeah, it's like on par with Clemson's own. That is, it's not good. Yeah, I think God, it's it's really not good. It's surprising. I think Bryce Young's just so good that they he makes them look a lot better than they are a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. All right, this spread's got me. I, I, you go first on this one. I'm fine to go first on the rest, but you got TCU going to Austin, Texas. Give it to me. Texas minus horns up minus seven. God, that's just hook them, hook them. Oh man, I just feel like yours is good. I think TCU is going to get exposed in Austin, man. In Austin, if this game was in Matthew Fort Worth, he's going to be there. <laughs> I'm sure he will be, because <laughs> for some reason he has nothing else to do but go to Texas football <laughs> games. Is he still a professor there? You know, he was like a professor. I uh, know, I had no yeah, idea. He was. That's I mean, hilarious. at least like four years ago, he was. I'm taking Texas, man. I think they win. Yeah, welcome. I'm taking Texas. I don't. Again, I think I think being in Austin is huge. Um, all right, North Carolina goes to Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is a three and a half point favorite. UNC has been kind of rolling. Drake May's balling out, eight and one in the rank number. I think seventeen right now. Um, but they're dogs on the road. Yeah, so it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Uh, Wake Forest has been doing nothing but falling over themselves. UNC's look great. Uh, going with Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vegas knows something I don't. I am going to take North Carolina. Oh wow! Um, just I just God I I just from I'm with you on going with Vegas, but I'm just gonna roll with my eye test here, man. I, I don't. I just think North Carolina is a better football team. I think almost anyone would agree with that. What I'm saying there, that they're a better football team overall. I mean, Sam Hartman's a baller, but Jake Mays is better than him, you know. And I think you yeah. can see their defense is pretty solid, well coached. I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna take who I think is better. So Kansas State at Baylor. Baylor is a two and a half point favorite. I'm just gonna roll with a favorite here and go Baylor in two and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kansas State, man. I've watched a lot more than this year, but. What I have watched of Baylor isn't, like, that impressive. Um, I feel like Kansas State – I feel like Baylor is playing more of, like, your traditional Big 12 football, while Kansas State's playing a little bit more defense. Not – like, I mean, I know they give a lot of points, but I think they're playing a little bit more defense. And, you know, even their backup quarterback is is balling pretty pretty well. So, I like them to win this game. Yeah, this next one's intriguing. Um, Florida, an eight-point favorite in the swamp over South Carolina <laughs> – I really don't know what to think about this. Me I mean, neither. That's why I added in there. I, I had those four, you know, pretty big games, at least the first three are pretty big games. And I just couldn't really pick one of like the top 25 matchups to, to pick that was really interesting. Um, and I really like this spread. Dude, I'm going to pick the devil and take South Carolina in this game. I'm really tempted to. <laughs> I, mean, can, I just don't see Florida beating anybody really by eight points, but. South Carolina, I mean, they, their offense is abysmal. Oh, yeah. Well, like yeah, they, they are. They play Beamer ball, though. They have really good special teams. It's so funny. Somebody, I think it was Chaz, like, I was like, dude, that Beamer ball is crazy. And he was like, that's such a joke. And I'm like, look, it's not like a real thing. But it, for some reason, it is, though. Like, the way, like, just, like, special teams touchdowns and, like, these crazy, like, you know, defensive plays just out of, just pull out of their ass. Like, I don't know. I They're just like a... They're just a team that I don't know. I I don't know. I I'd like them to at least cover. I, I don't know. Maybe, am, I, am I losing it? God, you're talking me into it. <laughs> I'm honestly. picking South Carolina like, in Gainesville right now to like cover a spread. Oh gosh, this this the minus eight is what really gives. This me is like, why I put it on there. If I'd it do was a six deep. and a half, I'd be like four four all day long. Yeah, it's one by touchdown. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Man, it's implying that they're winning. Win by two scores. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna take Florida anyway. That's that's that is. That's a, that's a good. It's the good. It's the right pick, probably. It's, it's like who's gonna underplay who? I'm trying. I think I might be trying to have a little bit too much fun with that one, you know. But I, God, dude, there's something there, man. And then, do you have a lock of the week? I do. We're gonna take the Cardinals, the Louisville Cardinals. Oh, come on, plus seven over Clemson. Or with Clemson, to Clemson. Um, you don't think they're going to win, do you? 
Oh, there's a there's a good chance they do. <laughs> My lock of the week is is uh pretty tight. I like Auburn point and a half against Texas A and M uh at home. Auburn at Auburn. Oh yeah, I would take that for sure. I, I just I dude. A M's horrible. You I mean fade A and M. Anytime. I'm so glad they're bad. <laughs> it is one of the like real highlights of this season. Before we wrap it up, man, I can't believe we didn't mention this earlier. Like Jim Jimbo's going to get fired, right? You would, yes. <laughs> like I mean, especially the dumpster fire with the players. Like let's, we let's didn't talk about this. Many, we didn't talk about this either. Transfer out. Like, we didn't talk about this either. Florida whooped their ass Saturday. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't a game. Uh, it was for a little bit, I think. What was the final score of this game? I'm talking about the right game, right? Let me see. Texas A&M. I mean, 4-1, 41-24. to 24. I do think it was 24-24 to 24 in, like, the third quarter. But I will say A&M has, like, a, they've got a lot of guys that are out before the season start that had injuries during the season and they had how many suspensions for this game. Dude, there's, there's three and six. They're, they're not going to beat LSU. They're not going bowling. Dude, they're gonna if they lose if they lose this Saturday, they're out of bowl. They're not bowl eligible. They're gonna be at home for Christmas. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh my god, they can get each, they can get each other season tickets to next year when they're the number two team in the country starting in the season. Oh my god. But yeah, with how poorly Jimbo's done this year, and then I think we're gonna see just a flood of guys leaving after this year. I don't. I think it's a pretty easy decision, and when you got all that old money. Oh, you're right. Go ahead and send him on his way. Let him go buy an island in a jet. <laughs> a messed up part. But oh, man. Pay him the 80-plus million and move on. I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't know how you keep rolling with him. But all right, that's all I got, dude. You got anything on the way out? Go Tigers. Dude, I hear you. Go dogs. See ya.